Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show comes to you live every day from sunny Southern California. 
What's that? A lot of whining come from San Francisco for strike three. Man, the check swing heard round the world. Welcome in. Um, weird story in D.C. about the Washington football team. We'll get to that. John Middlecoff is our guest in 20 minutes. We'll ask him about the uh, timeless, ageless Tom Brady. Uh, the backdoor cover, a little Princeton backdoor cover, right? Late with a two-point conversion. And then Zach Ertz is, was, was traded. By the way, Zach Ertz traded to Arizona. Arizona never throws to the tight end. That's a, that's a weird one to acquire him. But still, he's, he's gone. We'll talk about how he left the place. Well, let's, let's start with the Dodgers advancing. Ramos, congratulations. Jace Duke, congratulations. Um, the Hall of Famer, Kenley Jansen, came in for his inning, but not as a closer. Jay, how did you like how they used Kenley Jansen last night? Um, I was nervous, but he did the job. I, I mean, I thought they could bring him out for the ninth. I thought he, I thought he had enough in him. I mean, he is a Hall of Famer, but uh, he got the win last <laughs> night, and uh, Scherzer got the job done. He's quite obviously not a Hall of Famer, right? I mean, that's 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 uh, Ramos. Uh, how was it watching for you? It was very tense, and uh, I literally watched it from the first pitch to the end, and I didn't move from my seat. One time I was on Not the, once? No, no, no. You never no. went to the bathroom. Nope. I went before the game started. <laughs> yeah, um, just like I would if I went to an actual Dodger game. I would go to the bathroom before the game and then I'd sit in my seat for the you know, the game. Nothing changes for me. Buyer, where did you oh, watch Byer's the game? Buyer's off today. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Isaac, where, where did you watch the game? Sorry, I missed the uh John Ramos restroom habits listing on uh, the <laughs> Daily rundown here. Uh, well, I mentioned, no, we're, we're cord cutters, and I found out what was going on because uh, Jason texted me while I was already asleep, and I found out when I w- <laughs> woke up this morning. And I realized the reason is because I'm a, a big... I'm a big scaredy cat when it comes to being a fan. I was following it in the late innings on Twitter. I saw that uh, they were tied at one going into the ninth inning, and I was just so nervous that I didn't even want to follow it on Twitter. So I realized it's just because I'm a big sports fraidy cat. How's that for a hot take? Uh, It's a take. I don't know how hot it is, but it's definitely a take. (laughs) It's Doug Gottlieb's show here on Fox Sports Radio. Okay, so um, the check swing. Okay. And, and here's the thing. I don't, lots of baseball fans like to act like they know. When I heard the groans from Ron Darling on TBS, when I heard the groan from Brian Anderson on TBS, I, I, I mean, I'm like, look, in the, in the sport, that's generally not called a strike, right? It's not a call to swing. But does anybody not think that he was going to swing and kind of like in the spirit of the law, like, he offered at the pitch. I mean, his hands came halfway forward. He was, and then he tried to do, I think one of the things he tried to do was, was he went forward and they went back really quick, right? It's like the kid who gets caught with their hand in the cookie jar and you walk into the kitchen and they pull their hand out real quick. You're like, what are you doing there? Like nothing. I thought that's what happened in the check swing. This is Gabe Kapler, manager of the Giants on the check swing. You have not been one to talk much about umpire decisions, but that yeah. final check swing call seemed uh, as if it really angered a lot of people. What were your thoughts on that, and how did you see it? Super tough. I mean, obviously, you don't want a game to end that way. I know these guys work really hard to, to make the right call, so it's super challenging um, on our end. Obviously, it's going to be frustrating to have a, a game in like that, but pretty high-quality hitter at the plate that can climb back into that count. There's no guarantee of success at the end of the at-bat. 
it's just it's just a tough way to end it. I'm, there, there, there's no for especially right now. There's no need to be angry about that. I, I just think it's it's just a disappointing way to end. There, there are other reasons we didn't win today's baseball game. So that was just the last call of the game, and yeah, that's that's enough. Okay, so um, what do you think there, Jason Stewart? As a Dodger fan, as a complete and utter homer, what do you think about strike three that ended the series? Oh, I, I think it was a bad call. I thought I thought the Giants got robbed on that call, but that that's baseball, as you like to put it. And and I will say this, and I didn't hear it come up last night. Um, you know why why baseball players uh, use black bats at night games? It's to confuse the umpires. In other words, they, they're trying to confuse the umpires. Like if I did swing, maybe he won't see it because I have a black bat. It worked in the you know it worked against the Giants last night. The umpire made a call. He was using a black bat, and uh, and it was the wrong call. But we'll take it. You thought it was the wrong call? Yeah. I mean, I understand your point about what he wanted to do, but by the rule... Uh, his, so his, so what, is, what is the... Have, have you actually read the rule? Uh, my interpretation has always been if you... Uh, what do you call it? If, if your wrists... If your wrists come across the strike, the strike zone, um, it's a swing. And his wrist just kind of stayed back the entire time. So that's always been my interpretation. I don't know what the verbatim... Uh, rule is do do you know what um ramos do you know the rule my intent or my observation of the rule has always been intent if you intent it looks like you have an intent to swing it's you're going after the ball and to me it's a 50 50 call that i've seen enough baseball games to tell you that that call could go either way it, it wasn't as not a swing as many people say it was you know oh he didn't go for it did it, was his bat on his shoulder? No. Was he intending to swing? Possibly. Yes. Yes. <laughs> People act like he just stood there and watched the ball, and they go, what do you think at first? Oh, he swung. Like, that's not what happened. What are we doing? Uh, my list could go on forever and ever about this series. Uh, I, we don't have enough time to talk about it on this show. But, yes, it, it's, intent is what the rule says, and that, to me, is what he intended to swing. He didn't. But he intended to. So you want to cry about a, a check swing? How about the fact that the game one winner in this series is supposed to win 72% of the time? How about the game? And all these stats are thrown at our face every every game. How about the game three winner? 75% chance to win this series. How about you have two more games to win one game? How about one of those games are at home? How about all of those? Ah, but it's a check swing. That's what lost the series. Give me a break. <laughs> well, I don't think anybody said they. Uh, no one. I mean, let's just take Gabe Kapler's word for it. He's not saying that. No, no. Uh, the Giants aren't saying they're actually really good about it. It's the fans that blow my mind. Yeah, we is, can't can't worry about fans. Well, about sometimes baseball. you do, especially when the entire season they've been all over the Dodgers for like ha 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 ha. It's like hmm. Sorry, sorry. When it comes back into your face for a little bit. And then all of a sudden, it's like, hey, they don't deserve it. That's not the way to win, lose a series. Like, yeah, no, it's not a way. Unfortunately, I saw somebody tweet you last night that said, ah, if he went, even if he did go, if he didn't go, you shouldn't end the game like that. Really? <laughs> if a guy goes for a swing and it's a check swing and it's a strike, sorry, guys, that's not the way we should end this series. You get another chance at this. Come on, man. What do we just throw out all rules of baseball because one game it doesn't go? It's just... I've loved baseball my entire life. I follow baseball. My, it's my number one sport. 
everything gets thrown out of the window. Somebody said, man, this game should have went seven games. But it doesn't. It's a five-game series. What do we want to change every rule of the sport because everything doesn't go your way or that that way? I mean, why don't we have the first two teams have a bye week, the wild card winner? Why don't we just do everything different? Okay, I, I just I'm sorry. I'm show. off. Of, <laughs> the I'm John off Ramos of show is brought to you by. My bad. I'm Las sorry, Vegas. Doug. I'm sorry. I'm, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Just, you're fired up. You're 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 fired up, Isaac. Um, what do you what like? Give me your thoughts on the on the call since you didn't watch the game, but you do know baseball and sports. Oh, I watch. I watched it two dozen times. I watched the replay of the check swing uh, on on Twitter when I woke up this morning. I mean, it was it was clearly an incorrect call. I, I think there are two definitions of bad calls. One is a bang bang judgment call. Uh, the umpire or referee, if it's football or basketball, gets it wrong. The other or <laughs> What I will classify as the Angel Hernandez calls, if you know what I mean. If you follow baseball uh, on social media, it's literally a a, a game-by-game thing when he's— I I hate to single one guy out, but behind the plate. So when the referee or official gets a bang-bang play wrong and is contrite— that's one thing, but if it's kind of um, one of those other judgment calls, like a uh, the pass interference penalty in the, in the Saints-Rams game uh, a couple of years ago for the NFC Championship that was particularly egregious, those are a little hard to live with. But the litmus test, as far as our resident uh, Dodger Blue fans is, the litmus test is if this was all reversed and it went against the Dodgers and for the Giants last night, would you guys be feeling the same way. Oh, that's baseball. Would you be feeling the same way today? Be honest. I would because I've seen enough baseball games to know that that happens. Okay. You're a better man than me then. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, if you you turn on baseball for one day and that's what you see, then I guess. But I've seen enough baseball in my entire life to know that calls go against you and calls go for you. And I don't know. That's baseball. Yeah. That's what I said. That's uh, that's baseball. I don't know what to say, man. And and it's like it's like one of those things where there actually isn't a just you know there there isn't actually a defining defining rule. I'm actually looking at Major League Baseball's rules. This is how boring I am. Last night I was looking at it as well, and I couldn't I couldn't find you know the rules on it. It's basically you have to do you offer at the baseball. It, it's the mean? judgment calls, but I, I mean, in the last five minutes, you guys have been talking. It, it, there is no definition. It's just it's a judgment call, and that whole break the wrist thing that I had said—that's not a thing. I always thought it was, you have no, to that, break the that's wrist. what people yeah. thought. That's what people thought in Little League, right? Me- They're like, "Oh, we broke his wrist, so he went." Memo to somebody listening from Major League Baseball: Maybe in the future, you might want to put in a definition of what exactly is a swing <laughs> in the rule book going forward. I'm just saying, <laughs> it's kind of a basic concept for the game. It was an 0-2 pitch. It was a slider. He was fooled. He went for it, and then at the last second tried to pull it back. And the question was, was it too late? But he absolutely went into a swing. You know, he loaded and went into a swing. And you know, right about mid swing, he did the pull it, pull it back. I, again, I understand what what we're reacting to. This is a lot like if you call a travel in a big spot in the NBA, right? And the, what people always say is like, that's not a, tra- nobody calls a travel in the NBA. Like they do. It, the problem is how it's normally officiated. They let things slide. And then when they don't, you're like, well, why didn't you let this other one slide? You know, it is purely a, uh, a judgment call. Um, I would assume Scherzer was going to get him anyway. 
But again, that's a way too big an assumption to make. I thought he went after the ball. I thought it was a strike. I haven't watched enough baseball. I do trust that base people, baseball people say unequivocally, that's generally not how it's called. But since there isn't a rule in the rule book that says this exactly is what a strike is, and it's basically you offer at the ball, I thought he offered at the ball. Hey, Doug, does this remind you as sort of an equivalent of, wasn't there in the Final Four two years ago, that game between Auburn and Virginia, wasn't there like a missed double dribble call in the Final Four on one of those final plays, I think in the national semifinal between Auburn and Virginia? Was that kind of a similar controversy to this, do you think? Yes. 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 There, there are things that are that, that are let go all the time that when you really kind of get down to it. Yes, the Virginia. Who was that in, in Virginia? Virginia um, and Auburn, I want to say. Yeah, Virginia-Auburn last shot of the game, right, where he he ran under it. The Auburn player ran under the Virginia player, and they, they won on the free throws. Yeah, that's 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 a perfect example. You have to give a guy space to come down, and he that, that's a that's a perfect example. And look, the NBA is is changed this, you know, in terms of protecting the shooter this year, where you can't jump into people. I put now and now they've they've changed the wording of that rule and how it's used. But again, that doesn't mean it'll be consistent. It it really is. I mean, like, look, this is baseball. It does come down to one pitch. All it takes is one little snare off the edge of the bat, the next pitch to completely change that game, especially with the runner at first base. Who knows what would have happened? Um and it does, on many levels, take away from how interesting that game was last night, the gamesmanship, the decisions that Dave Roberts made, and how many of them actually worked out. All of those things are, are fascinating. But I stand by the fact that the, no one actually has said, like, he's not offering at the... It's that, based upon how it's usually a, a, officiated or adjudicated, that's usually not called a strike. All right, there's... That, that is absolutely open for interpretation. Uh, Bake, by the way, has your back there. Uh, John Roberts. I saw that. <laughs> coming, coming up next, um, why would you apologize for something, but we don't actually know what that something is? I'll tell you next on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. 
draft experts, and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Matt Holiday is going to join us. Uh, five-time Silver Slugger, seven-time All-Star. Uh, famously with the St. Louis Cardinals. And um, I want to get his take on the check swing last night, on the series matchups, and then also on... Um, I've read in various places that he's interested in, uh, or he's on lists as, in terms of being interested in being the manager of the, the Cardinals, he's a hitting coach. His brother's the head coach at Oklahoma State. My alma mater, his brother's alma mater. His wife's alma mater. Um, I'm, I'm just interested. Like, I think he could do it. But want to get to last night's check swing as a guy who would check his swing, checking his swing. Here's Kevin Durant when he was asked about Kyrie Irving's current situation. I can't be too mad at somebody making a decision for themselves. You know, that's who am I to get upset at that, you know? So when Kai's ready, I'm sure he'll talk to Joe and Sean and they'll figure that out and they'll tell us. So until then, we're going to keep grinding. Definitely want Kyrie to be around. I wish none of this stuff would happen, but, you know, this is the situation that we're in. Kyrie made his decision on what he wanted to do. He chose to do what he wanted to do and the team did the same. And this is on me to just focus on me and do my job, you know, and let those two parties handle that situation so you know i want our whole team together i want us to be at full strength but sometimes it don't work out that way but i'm still i'm still positive that things will work out in the best for, for both parties yeah there's there's a lot of talk that eventually the the vaccine mandate may be lifted uh there's yeah i'm sure Kyrie at some point there's so much pushback he may just get the vaccine there's all different sorts of options out there well, that was a really mature way of handling it for kevin Rand, but you got a feel for him right the reason that he chose brooklyn was Kyrie. The reason that Kyrie chose Brooklyn was he grew up in Jersey as a Nets fan. Right? So I, I followed you to this team and now all of a sudden you're not here and and, and look, here's the, herein lies the rub. 
you are allowed to make your own personal decisions in this particular case. And it is costing him money, but it's also costing his team time together. And while I respect what Kevin Durant's saying, like, hey, he's a grown up. He makes his own decisions. We all make you make your own decision, blah, 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 blah. The fact is that that decision affects everybody else in that locker room. It affects the perception of the league. It affects how people look at NBA players. But forget about all that. It affects that team. They want, they're put together to win a championship. Last year, he was hurt, couldn't compete to win a championship. Now he's choosing to not get the vaccine so he can't compete with them, can't practice with them, can't train with them. I, I actually think in the while it is a personal decision, it's one that affects w- a wide ranging swath of people. Stug Gottlieb show Fox Sports Radio. Let's welcome him in. Seven time all star uh, four time or five times silver slugger. Matt, Matt Holiday. How many silver sluggers you win? Uh, four. Four. What is the silver slugger actually awarded for? Uh, it's the best offensive player in your league. Um. At your I think position, it's just three outfielders. Oh, okay. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, three outfielders, and then uh, yeah, I think that's what it is. Best three outfielders in the league that year. <laughs> you you got this award four times. It's a great honor. You're like, what's it for? Like, eh, I, don't I don't know. I think that's what it is. I'm I'm almost 100 percent sure. Um. Okay. Last night, uh, check swing or bad call. Bad call. Bad okay, call. but that's not a. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a judgment call, but to me, particularly in that situation, um, I, uh, I don't think you end a game of that magnitude on a – I don't even think it was a bad check swing. Like, I, I think uh, it's a tough call, but I, I, if I'm the umpire, I'm not, I'm not ending that game on that kind of swing. So, um, I don't think he went – even from the side view, I think – I don't think he went I – mean, again, this, this rule is so gray that – it's hard to, I mean, you, you could argue on both sides. I mean, in my opinion, 20 years of playing baseball, I don't think he went. But could it be argued um, on the other side? Probably. But um, like I said, I, I would say for me, he didn't go. I, I, I don't think, you're not getting a lot of pushback in terms of that's not usually how it's called. My, my thing is like, again, because the, there is no real rule, right? There's no definable rule. It's, it's you got to like offer at the ball. Like, did anybody not think that he was mid-swing, and then I thought the mistake was he pulled it back really quickly, like the kid that gets caught with the hand in the cookie jar, and then it makes you look more guilty. Yeah, but you can't control that. Like, it happens in so so fast. That, like, you, you, it's either you did or as a hitter. Like, there's no, there's no like, you know, you, you can't. It, it just happens too fast. And, and again, I, I, every swing, you, your intent is to hit it. So if you can't really go by, like, your intent to swing because – Almost every pitch, your your hands start into the strike zone, and 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 you know some sometimes you go a little further than others, um, on as far as the check swing goes. But um, I, I just think in general, when you look at a thousand check swings, um, that one is on the side that ninety nine point nine percent of the time gets called a no swing. And so um, when you compare it to to other check swings, I think it's it's a no swing. But could you argue it on the other side if you're an umpire and and you. You know, I mean, sure. Um, but again, when you're talking about so much gray area with a rule, um, nobody really knows, you know, what exactly is a, a checked swing. What do you think of what the Dodgers did using Kenley to set up Scherzer? Well, I think, you know, when it was such a um, when it's a tie game, you know, it's it's uh, you know, you, you have to get your best pitchers to the mound. 
And so I think they did a great job when you talk about going with a bullpen game. They used their best pitchers in the situations that they thought fit the uh, – I'm not traditionally a bullpen kind of a starter, you know, the, the opener guy, but I think if you have a situation like that where your bullpen is so dominant um, that you can you can do something like that, I, I thought it was good. I mean, I thought, you know, Kinley pitched some of the biggest outs of the game, right? So he – he made, you know, he made some of the biggest pitches of the game to Buster Posey, you know, the, the strikeout to Buster Posey, and 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 he turned it over to a guy that's uh, one of the elite pitchers in the last ten years. He's, he's, you know, it doesn't matter when Max Scherzer goes to the mound. It doesn't matter that he's never pitched out of the bullpen. He's just his stuff is electric. His his compete tool is off the charts. Um, the moment was not going to be too big for him. So um, it was to me, it was the perfect case scenario for the Dodgers. Um, who has anybody owned you? Right, like I mean, he comes up that the 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 final hitter of a series, and granted, we know it. it we we know the check swing kind of controversy, okay. But to go up there and to be O of seven, O for seventeen, right, and now O for eighteen, I just. What is that like? Have you ever had anybody who yeah. owned you the way that he owned Wilmer Flores? I don't know if I have any over 17s, but I have a lot of what people would call people that owned me. Um, it, it's tough to be confident in that situation. It really is. I mean, when you have a guy that's, that's giving you fits, that you don't see the ball well, you don't pick up maybe a slider spin very well, um, he, he can pitch you to your weaknesses really well, maybe his strengths or your weaknesses, and so it's just a bad matchup. Um, it is hard to have confidence in that situation. You know, I mean, I, I just think it – and Scherzer is very, very difficult on, on all right-handed batters. But, um, you know, I think Flores is, is, to me, a guy that likes to pull the ball. So he wants to kind of cheat a little bit with the front side. And, and his slider is so wicked. Uh, it just really is uh, kind of a bad matchup for, for any righty. And then, um, you know, in a situation like that, it's – uh, it's tough. I mean, I, I, I guess, you know, I don't know what they had available on the bench, um, but um, there, there probably wasn't a ton of confidence stepping into that box in that situation. Boston and uh, and Houston are tonight. Chris Sale going, and, you know, Sale's comeback story is amazing, and he's a big game pitcher. He just hasn't been necessarily himself all the time in, in, in the playoffs so far this year. Um, meanwhile, you got Houston. I think either of these matchups, if you get the Dodgers, are going to be awesome for baseball. Obviously, Houston Dodgers, you know, with all the the stuff of a couple years ago. But what what are your thoughts on the Red Sox and the Astros? Well, I, I think that the McCullers injury hurts. I mean, I think you know when you look at their offense, the Houston's offense is really good. I mean, they're they're probably one through nine. I, I, there's just, just a lot of tough outs. Uh, they're going to have to bash the ball. I mean, they're just going to have to beat. Boston, uh, to me, by crushing the baseball. I think uh, their starting pitching makes me a little uncomfortable. Houston, I, I, I mean, they're young, and some of them have had you know some success. Um, but I think when you look at Evaldi and, and Sale, you would have to give the advantage to the Red Sox in, in starting pitching. Um, but I, I do think that there's going to be some offense in this series. I think, I think both teams are swinging the bats pretty well right now, and, and, and I think both ballparks – are offensive friendly. Um, so I anticipate that there'll be quite a few runs scored. And I think particularly Houston's going to need to get hot and, and, and or stay hot and, and score a bunch of runs. And, uh, and, and to, cause I just think it's going to be tough to get 
uh, deep into the games with the starting pitchers that they're out, especially with McCullers out and, you know, Grinky, I'm not sure what they're going to get out of that. And, and so um, I, I think there's a lot of unknowns when it comes to, to the Astros pitching, but uh, they've shown that, that they can, uh, you know, they can overcome some of that. And, and some young guys have stepped up and, and pitched really well. So uh, I think it's a pretty even match series, but if I had to guess, I'd, I'd say the Red Sox is, you know, having an Evaldi and, and sale go to the mound in, in one and two. You feel pretty good about that. Okay, so so baseball's rules are the Dodgers, despite the fact they won more games than the Braves, are on the road. Um, let's just get back to the the wild card element of it. If you were in charge, right, and uh, you were one, yeah, you were one of the first people to tell me like you liked the runner on second base in extras in the regular season. I was like, why? And you're like, dude, it's just you got to get those things done. You got to not completely waste your bullpen. Like once you get to extra innings in a regular season game, like, let's get this thing done, right? I I had no idea that players felt that way. Okay, so do you do you change or tinker with the playoff system with the wild card, considering what happened this year? You know, I don't think I've thought about this a lot. I don't think there's a perfect case scenario. I mean, I do think um, if you're gonna do anything, you just make there no divisions and everybody plays the even schedule and. You take the, you know, you top, top, you know, four teams and, you know, then you play the, the you know, the, or top three teams and then you play the, the, the fourth and fifth team play for, for the right to play, you know, the one seed and, and you go at it that way. That way there's no, there's no scenario like this where you have 107 and 106 wins and, you know, the Dodgers are playing for their life in one game against a team that won 90 games. So uh, I think unless you just go back to the balanced schedule and there's no divisions and you just, you know, everybody competes for, for those spots uh, would be my only, I guess, fairest thing to say. But, you know, current, currently, if you, you know, it gives you incentive to win your division. That way you stay out of the wild card and, and you have some sort of home field advantage if you end up playing a wild card. Um, so it's the only incentive to, to win your division. But, Doug, I could, I could go on the, on the side of going back to outside of some travel issues. And, and, you know, it would suck to some of those trips that you have to make more often. But, um, I, I think that the only solution would be to go to a, a more of a, a balanced schedule. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. What do you think of the managerial trade with one of your old clubs, the Cardinals? Well, it's always hard to say what goes on behind closed doors. I mean, you know, from the outside looking in, it's a surprise. I mean, he's on. You know, he's done a good job, and, and that they've made it to the playoffs, and, and his record is really good. And he's been with the Cardinals organization his whole life, and he's. He's come up through the ranks and served in every position and uh, knows the, the personnel and, and uh, obviously had a, a, a working relationship with the front office and, and ownership. So um, I, I just I don't have any inside information, but my guess is, is that something happened um, where, where the, the people that make the decisions and the manager got sideways. And, um, you know, whether it's philosophical differences, I'm, I'm not sure what that means. I mean, it's always easier to give an opinion if you know exactly what the philosophical differences are. But um, I, I, I don't know. I, Doug, it's, I think it's a surprise. But like I said, you, you have to um, – I think there is something that goes into having a chemistry and, a, and an environment um, that's cohesive, whether that's with the staff in the front office or the, you know, the, the players and the, the staff, and um, that there's a, a synergy to, to that um, three groups of people that maybe had, had gotten off and, and maybe, you know, I, again, I, I don't know anything specific, but you know, I was surprised, uh, especially uh, that they were allowed to announce it when there was such a big game on the line. 
Um, okay, so what? I've I've looked at lists, and I've seen your name on it. You're a hitting coach now with your brother at Oklahoma State. What's your level of interest in in managing your old club? Well, you know, I, I think when you talk about you know opportunities in sports, and you get a chance, if if somebody were to ask you if you could manage um, one of the greatest franchises in, in Major League Baseball, and and in sports, really with with the championships. Um, you'd be stupid not to consider it. I obviously have kids and, um, you know, my, my, my older boys are playing, you know, some of the most formative years of, of their lives in baseball. And I'm enjoying being around that. But when you talk about a chance to, to manage and, and to a chance to, to be a part of an organization like the St. Louis Cardinals that I love and, and have been a part of and, and know, uh, intimately and, and, have, you know, know Mo very well and Mr. DeWitt. And, and so, it, it, given an opportunity to interview and, and give, you know, what I would think would be, you know, my point of view on, on managing, um, I think it would be great. Um, would, you know, I, I think it would be a, an awesome challenge. I think that I'm, I've, you know, I looked at it, Doug, I was thinking about what they talk about managerial experience. And, and my, my thought is, is that I played almost 2000 games. Um, so I managed in my head almost 2000 games. I mean, obviously you're not making the moves, um, but as a player, as you know, as a coach's son, you're always thinking about what's going on and how you would coach it, how you would manage it. And so um, I've, I've thought about what I would do in situations and, and how you manage people. And I've seen Tony La Russa and Clint Hurdle, and I've had a lot of great managers. Um, so I, I think that when you talk about experience, while I've never managed or even coached at the pro level, um, I think I do know coaching and I think I do know how to <clears> – <throat> create an environment and a chemistry um, that, that lends itself to, to winning and an environment uh, that, that gets everybody on, on. I've been you know part of great teams that have come together. And, and so um, I think I, I, I could do it. Um, and, and I, you know, if, if they called, I would, I would be thrilled to, to give my, uh, you know, I, I'd be thrilled to do an interview. Um, is the, like, how do you manage the, the stereo and TV setup in a locker room. I think that's, there's a lot of guys in there. <laughs> now look, everybody has their own device now, so it may not be yeah, as big a yeah. deal as it used to be. Um, but how do you, what would your plans be? I mean, these are the big questions they're going to ask. How do you handle the stereo I, I, system? I think that I would want that problem. If I could get everybody off of their device and to interact and to play ping pong and to play video games and to play cards and get to know each other, and argue about what song's on, I, I think I'd be in a better spot than than uh, having everybody plugged into their own Netflix series in their locker, uh, not talking to each other. So um, I, I, I would think that I would let the veterans choose the music, or we used to have let the starting pitcher choose the music. So I think that that's a, a good spot to start. Um, having Yachty and Wayno in there, I, I think that I could let them police that. Um, but I, like I said, I, I wish, you know, I hope that that would be an issue. If I could get them out of their, off their devices, I think that'd be a win. Um, why? Okay. So Wayno and Yachty you played with. So mm -hmm. what would that be like to sometimes sit them down? Like how those are the difficult things, right? With getting a contemporary mm -hmm. there is sometimes the news as they age in their career is not going to be the one they want to hear. How do you handle that? Well, I think the good news is, is Adam is at the top of his game had, had an unbelievable season. Um, I think Yachty is, is one of those guys, his value um, is, is 
you know, he doesn't have to hit a ton to be a valuable player in, in the way he handles the pitching staff and calls the game and communicates with the, the coaches on, on what that pitcher may or may not have or when it's time to, to make a change. It's almost like having, you know, another coach slash manager on the field. Um, and I think that Yachty knows that he's better now when he has some days off. And I think that he responds, his body responds better. He, he gets beat up. Uh, he, you know, nobody would say at the age of close to 40 that you bounce back from things like you did when you were 27. So I, I think that they're in a good spot as far as um, I think they understand, you know, where they are in their career. And, and so um, I, I think that when you have a respect and a friendship, uh, that kind of thing can work. And, you know, those were my, my close friends and people that I think we, we all respected one another, even if, you know, we take the friendship aside. And so I, I don't think that that would be an issue. I mean, I, I think that um, I think it would be an asset. And so um, having guys like that is, is never a problem because they, are, they bring such a um, distinct um, characteristic work ethic uh, advantage to your, to your team um, that I, I actually think it's a, it's a great, it's a great asset. Matt Holliday is our guest on the Doug Gottlieb Show, four-time Silver Slugger, which we still don't know what that's actually for, plus he's a seven-time All-Star. And he joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Okay, here's the most important question. That any managerial candidate, as a former player, as a guy who grew up on a ball field, that coaches, but like, right, is you have your spidey senses. You have a baseball IQ that is through the roof. You can see things and feel things, and you played in over 2,000 games. And then... Upper level management's like, hey, we got analytics staff here that says we want you to start somebody else as a pitcher, and we want you to use a platoon system. How do you manage that? Well, I think for me, it, you have to marry the two. You have to be able to manage humans because they're not robots, so they're not commodities. Um, so I, I do think that, you, that obviously it'd be silly to not use the information that, that these smart people are, are giving you and and giving you, you know, suggestions on, on what to do and why. And I think that there is a good, you know, conversation uh, to be had on, on why they would do what they would do and why I would do what I would do if the, if the, if the opinion is different. Um, so I, I think that there's – I think that that's where it's gotten a little bit, um, you know, confusing in, in some places is that it's not all – or or it's not all one. It's I think it's both, and I think that – uh, there is a place for old school baseball people that manage humans and, and play their gut and know uh, their players well enough to know whether they uh, have something going on at home, uh, whether they're, you know, they're dinged up or whether they're have, a, you know, I, I just think that there's a lot to be, to be known um, from a baseball side that sometimes you can't know when you're just simply, um, you know, plugging a, uh, you know, a program in, and this says play this guy against this pitcher in this situation or pitch this pitcher in this inning in this situation. These are humans that handle different situations differently. And so I think that, that there is a, a compromise in, in, in both of those. Um, so I, I would say, Doug, I'm fascinated to listen and learn, and, and I, don't, I don't go into something saying, oh, I have this specific way that I have to do it. I mean, I think we're all open to suggestion. And then at the end of the day, as the manager, you make the final decision. And, you know, and that's, that's how I would want that to be. Be really cool. Um, I'd be your bad boy. I, I, did bad, I did the bad boy thing. I think bad boy, I'm That'd very qualified. Very, very qualified for <laughs> the world's oldest 
world's oldest bat boy. Um, last thing, if you were Dave Roberts, what do you do game one? Do you throw Scherzer back out there? It's Saturday. Um, you know, I, I probably would check with him. Um, I, I think that there's, you know, I think you would check with him, but I, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know what, what's, what would be their other option? I guess Bueller just pitched, but he pitched, he only threw four innings, right? Mm-hmm. So he pitched four innings on what was that? When Tuesday, Tuesday. So Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and the first game is Saturday. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I would check with those guys and see where they're at physically, and and probably I'd probably go with Scherzer. I, I think he'll tell you that that was like a bullpen. They probably treated that close like it was his bullpen day, and that's about how many pitches you would throw on a bullpen. So I, I think that he'll be. I think he'll be good to go in game one. Um, it's interesting. I remember that game Wayno pitched. What was it? It was, I think it was, it wasn't a DS. It was a, yeah, it was a DS, the divisional series game, right? Wasn't that against the nationals? Was that against Scherzer? Who was that when, when he was, I want to say it was like a one hitter or some crazy, crazy game where you guys tore off his Jersey. Remember that? Oh, that was Chris Carpenter against the Phillies. Oh, it was Carp against the Phillies. Yeah. Against Roy Halladay in a one, nothing game in game five of the DS. DS. Uh, DS. Yes. In, in 2011, Chris Carpenter versus Roy Halladay, one nothing, uh, incredible game. Um, I was just going to ask because Scherzer, like you, you mentioned, out um, is uh, of the of the righties. Who is like anybody above him? He's been he's been dominant in the American and the National League, and for a long time, and in clutch situations. Like mm-hmm. I, I kind of think we got to have the like Pedro's the best pitcher I've ever seen in my lifetime. I'm just, but I didn't play. You did, and yeah. I don't know what they give Slivo Suggers award for, but you you won four of them. So, um, where is Scherzer? And who else is? What what class is Scherzer in? Yeah, I mean he's in that top class of the last you know ten years, no doubt. I mean him and um, you know talk about Kershaw and and uh, you know I, I think those two guys probably sit up top as the best lefty and righty of my playing career. I mean I caught the end of of Greg Maddox and Tom Glavin and John Smoltz and Randy Johnson and Roger Clemens. Um, so I, I caught the end of those guys when they were um, not at their, at their prime. Um, I caught a little bit of Pedro Martinez and not in his prime. Um, but when you start talking about, you know, some of the, the most nasty pitchers, I mean, those two are definitely at the top of the list. And to me, both of them are first ballot hall of famers. Matty, I hope, uh, hope you get a shot with the Cardinals. Let's talk soon. Enjoy the baseball and tell everybody in Stillwater I said hello. All right, Doug. Thanks, man. All right, that's uh, my man Matt Holiday joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Discover matches all the cash back you earn your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover's accepted 99% of places in the U.S. to take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Lamar Arrington played with the late Sean Taylor. You need to hear what he thinks of the team's handling of Sean's ceremony on sunday that's next fox sports radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app there are some things that are too good to keep a secret like how your amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip i'd like to check into the centurion lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables Ooh, yum and how you get the most out of select can't miss events With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, 
You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER What up, Doug Gottlieb Show? Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show broadcasts live every day from sunny Southern California. So the Buccaneers beat the Eagles last night. Uh, game was not as close as the final score, although the final score was six, and when the Vegas line was seven, if you took the Eagles, congratulations. Uh, Leonard Fournette's had, kind of had a resurgence this year. Here's Fournette on what the difference in him this year is. Just having that year under my belt it makes a big difference, understanding it, and especially playing with my, my guys for a year, you know, trusting them, them trusting me. So uh, the lack of trust and account- accountability is there on both sides. So, look, consistency has, um, consistency has really helped. Jalen Hurts was inconsistent throwing the football. Here's Hurts himself on their offense. I think this offense isn't executing well enough. I think I, I haven't executed well enough to win clearly, you know, and I take responsibility for that. I always take respon- responsibility for that because the ball touches my, my hands every play, and I enjoy that, um, and, and, and I like that. I have to be better. 
Here's Nick Sirianni, his head coach, on his quarterback's performance. If he was consistently making poor decisions, I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be feeling comfortable to call him. So I do. I believe he's been making the good decisions as far as where he's going with the football with that and the guy he, that the guy that he's reading. You know, with with RPOs, it's actually it, it's it's a little easier to read those than it is to read a drop back pass, right, or a play action pass because you're reading one guy. So I have confidence in how he's how he's reading those. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. I I told you guys when he was like. This thing has been screwed up so many times. But the initial flaw was in drafting Jalen Hurts in the second round. It wasn't just that he drafted in the second round. He wasn't valued as a second round quarterback. Either they got deked by somebody thinking that they were going to jump up and a second round pick is a guy who's a quasi starter. And that ain't who Jalen Hurts is. He's a good dude. A good, he has good leadership qualities. He's smart. He's played a lot of football. Not a starting quarterback in the NFL. It's just not. So when you start there, hey, start with the fact that he's not a starting quarterback. The problem is that as we kind of told you, you know, it's going to make, it'll make anybody tight. That's what it does. Makes people super, super tight. It made Carson Wentz tight. It made fans think that Jalen Hurts was better than Jalen Hurts really was. Like Again, Jalen Hurts himself didn't screw this thing up. I didn't like last year when, um, you know, the things he said on the sideline when he got pulled from the game and ultimately it cost his coach his job. And I think that's a little bit more of Jalen than the But Jalen does a great job of, of being out in front of the camera and saying all the right things. That said, he's just not good enough. And I think... You know, that litmus test, the more and more you go over it, the more you're going to see that he's not good enough, more just becomes painfully obvious, doesn't it? I thought so. I mean, you know, people forget that when he was at, like when he was at Alabama, they were good, but they got much, much better. They just did. They got much, much better when Tua became the quarterback. Alabama's offense was average to slightly above average, despite having ridiculous talent around him. The second they put Tua Tungavailoa at quarterback, the whole thing changed. It just did. And that doesn't mean that your success in college, you know, doesn't necessarily, doesn't necessarily indicate whether or not you're going to be successful as a pro. But I mean, go back and look at his Alabama team. Uh, I don't know his, his sophomore year, right? Sophomore year was the year in which he was, he was pulled in the championship game and Tua was his backup. Right? Go, go, go and look at, at who he had running the football, Damian Harris, Najee Harris, Bo Scarborough, Josh Jacobs, right? right? So you got Josh Jacobs, Najee Harris, Damian Harris, and Bo Scarborough on your backfield. I know Bo Scarborough was like the number one talent and he wasn't as good as necessarily as ranking, but they had dudes running the football. But their wide receiving core, I mean, they had Henry Ruggs, didn't they? Right, that, that, that did happen. You know, Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, Devontae Smith. Again, these guys were really, really young. Calvin Ridley. You know, it wasn't that he wasn't surrounded by great players the way that 
Tua Tungavailoa or Mac Jones was surrounded by great players. He was, and yet they were just a good offense. A great team, a good offense. This is who he is. Just a really good dude and a really good college quarterback back up in the pros. You know, at Oklahoma, the numbers are 32 and 8, right? 32 touchdowns, 8 interceptions, which looks great until you start to realize what everybody did before him. You know? I mean, the very year before you had uh, Kyler Murray, 42 and 7, and they play for, you know, they, they play for a, in the national semifinals. I go the year before that, you got Baker Mayfield, and he's putting up crazy numbers as well. So I just, I know there's a little bit of confirmation bias, but the error that the Eagles made is not, you know, they, they probably felt like, look, we just, Carson can't function here, but they screwed up the Carson relationship. If you're going to draft a guy in the second round, he better be able to play. He better be able to start. And look at last year. It started out okay. Then he had the Saints game, and then it faded. And then when he got pulled in their last game, he was 5 of 20. This year, they start out hot. And now people figure it out. He's just not a good enough thrower. That's it. He's not the dynamic athlete of LeVar. He's not the thrower of LeVar. And if you wanted to find a perfect place for him to be backup, Baltimore is that place. Because he can play that style. Not as good as Lamar. I don't know. Uh, uh, Jason, am I missing something? When he was drafted, what what was your immediate reaction? Yeah, I I wasn't uh, horribly horribly impressed with the draft pick. Um, I I think he was a a product of a couple really good situations in college. But my question for you is this. Um, The Eagles might have as many as like three picks in the top 10 this year. Um, there's going to be, um, Deshaun Watson on the market, likely Aaron Rodgers. Um, it doesn't seem like the Eagles, uh, have anything. They don't consider him a part of the future as much as a placeholder. Or do you think that they really hope that he turns this thing around and becomes their quarterback? No, I, I think he's just a placeholder. You know, the problem is that they do have speed down the field and he can't use it. The problem is they do have some weapons and he can't really execute with those weapons that that therein kind of lies the problem so um look it's the for the for the houston texans it could not potentially it's going to work out great if they can get a couple of those first round picks this year and you trade a guy and he's not in your he's in the nfc instead of the afc like you want to talk about lucking into something that's what appears to have happened totally appears to have happened all right. So and, and so you start to look at okay, the Steelers are going to be in the market for a quarterback. The Eagles will be in the market for a quarterback. I think Washington will still be in the market for a quarterback. Um, Miami potentially in the market for a quarterback. Houston in the market for a quarterback. But the assets are there to one acquire the number one overall pick if you want, or two. I think more importantly for them should be they want to get. You know, they want to get Deshaun Watson if he's going to be allowed to play next year or ever again in the NFL because you know exactly what you have. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.